The Beers and Ears podcast is brought to you by Magical Memories by Casey. That's right. Your favorite podcast host is now an authorized vacation planner. Are you looking to plan your next Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Universal Orlando, or Hollywood, Disney Cruise Line, Alani by Disney, or Adventures by Disney? Or frankly, you just want to travel to a hotel across the state? Then look no further. Planning with an authorized planner through an earmarked agency like Main Street and More Travel costs you nothing extra, but you gain ears of experience with someone who has helped others with their magical trips. You know, I often get asked, Matt, when is the right time to start planning? When is it that, is man? Right, right now. Right now. Or <laughs> right. yesterday. Yesterday is the right best time to plan. Right. I like to say anywhere between 90 days to six months out is probably a good thing. But if you're in that window, look, there are so many deals going on right now. I It's it's crazy. In fact, Disney just announced um, you get uh, up to $400 in savings if you're a Disney Visa cardholder on trips booked um, through the end of March at select resorts. In fact, I just priced one out for somebody and was able to save them 400 bucks because of that. Nice. So, yeah. So really right now is always the right time to start planning. And travel agents get you know, we're told ahead of time when those deals come up. So we're able to look for them for you. Um, I would love for you to reach out to me. It's Casey Woolley at Main Street and More Travel or find the initial interest form at sorcerernetwork.com or you can go to facebook.com slash magical Casey. Um, if you have any friends or family who are planning, please send them my way. Uh, if you go to the Facebook page you can actually find a email sign up where you will get my top seven tips for planning your next Walt Disney World vacation. So that'll come to you um, as soon as you sign up. So I definitely would love to send that your way. So um, obviously, you know me, you trust me. Let me help you plan your trip, right? Uh, Magical Memories by Casey is part of Main Street and More Travel, which is an earmarked agency, which means we are authorized by Disney. You can also visit www.mainstreetandmoretravel.com to learn more. Why don't we get started with the show? Let's do it. Welcome to the Beers and Ears Podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. All right. Welcome into the Beers and Ears Podcast, everybody. My name is Casey. And I'm Matt. We're, I know we've done this before, but I'm doing it again. Together again. Great It's great to be together again. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks. Um, you know, I was out of town uh, two weeks ago, so you recorded an episode on... Lightyear. No, no. I talked about Lightyear. Yes, have you watched Lightyear? Lightyear? I have not. My brother tried to convince me that it's a really good movie, so I'm going to after briefly listening to your episode, and he convinced me. So I will get into it at some point. Yes. Yeah. No. I. 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 I am with you with your brother on this. Where it, it is. It is definitely worth a watch. I. I don't understand. As I said in the episode, I don't understand all the, the vitriol huge it. hate yeah. for it. That, that just doesn't make any sense to me. Well, and then last week, um, you you were actually ready to go, but um, uh, we ended up going out to a costume party on Saturday night, so we weren't available to record. And I just said, "Hey, why don't you take the weekend off? You've heard me listen about listen to my trips and all the different stuff that I've done. <laughs> I could talk about that." And, and it was a good it was a good episode. I don't know if you listened to it or not, but we were able to. Yeah. To talk, I was able to talk through just some of the stuff, some of the new stuff that was done. Matt, I cannot tell you how amazing that Guardians of the Galaxy ride is. It is so cool. And I'm sure you heard in the episode um, that my mind has been changed, that um, I agree that the virtual queue is not the best idea. I'm telling you, I went to sign up for Guardians of the Galaxy at 7 a.m. sharp to get on that ride. The spots for the morning were gone by 7 a.m. 
o'clock and four seconds. That is how quick they were gone. I could not get, so I had to buy it to buy an individual lightning lane. Now, could I have waited for the one o'clock? Probably, but we weren't going to be in Epcot that afternoon. We're going to Hollywood studios. So the whole day was ruined. So I was like, well, I'm going to go and buy these and, and, and did that. Um, so I'm with you. You know what, if it's your only trip and you want to ride that and you're willing to wait that five hours in line, then God bless you. You know, like yeah. that's, that's kind of the way it is, you know? So, yeah. But I'm glad I've got you converted. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. I am converted to the church of Matt. <laughs> but anyway, um, speaking of other realities, uh, we're going oh, to do great segue. <laughs> so last night I texted Matt. I said, Hey, are you going to record tomorrow? And by the way, what are we recording? Because we had not taken care of business. We had everything up through the end of the, the October and we had not because we've been away for two weeks hadn't thought through what we were going to talk about. And he's like, well, you know, let's, let's, um, you know, maybe we can do that Tarzan episode or, or the jungle book episode we've been putting off for like five months, but well, I had just, I do that episode. It's going to be like an extra, we're going to have to have every guest <laughs> in the book on like for the most meaningless episode. Yes. About jungle book. Yes. Uh, but no, I, I had just put Tron legacy on last night. Cause I was waiting for Nate to get home and I was just looking for something that could be on in the background that I knew. And I was like, Hey, why don't we do Tron, the Tron franchise? You're like, I love me some Tron. Oh, yeah. And so that's what we're talking today. And I'm really glad we're doing this because as I've dug a little bit deeper into it, I did not realize how much of a world has really been built with this franchise. I mean, there's a lot of stuff and there's more coming, which I did not know. They're making a third movie. Did you know that? I heard that it was in the works, but I, yeah. I had not heard any kind of con- confirmation um, on whether they were actually going with it. Because I know, I mean, it, this is getting a little bit ahead, but Legacy was kind of supposed to kick off this, mm-hmm. you know, big Tron renaissance. And it didn't quite do that. But uh, um, it it did. It, it did well enough that people considered it a success at the box office, but it wasn't a blowout per se, which I know we're yeah. going to get into here in just a couple of minutes. So yeah, we're talking Tron. I mean, it, it, it's a Disney movie. It's a Disney cult classic in a lot of ways. Um, Disney. It's hard to believe that Tron uh, legacy, which, which um, uh, was, was made in 2010. That's 12 years old alone. Like the original movie though, was made in 1982. We're talking 40 years ago. The original movie was made. Um, so let's, let's get into it a little bit. Um, I kind of have a little bit of a, um, kind of a backwards entrance in entrance into Tron. I never saw the original until after I saw legacy. That was me too. Okay. So you're the same idea. Um, obviously it Tron, the original came out before either of us was born. Um, it has not aged well uh i would say in terms of the graphics you know that that they're pretty pretty rough um but at the time it was considered um groundbreaking well i read you know this this is the this is considered to be the first film that uses computer animation Mm -hmm. and i i laughed because i read uh an article that said I think it was the most storage that a computer had was like 330 megabytes. Wow. Like, oh my gosh. That's <laughs> like, crazy. Now I carry around a phone that has like 128 gigs of data. Right? That's insane. <laughs> <Or> storage. <laughs> well, from so, what I read, the yeah. original movie, the original movie, they were going to, it was actually supposed to be at first all animated. Then they decided to use live actors for the, 
reality scenes and they were going to put animation in when they were when they were in um the grid and then they ended up doing kind of a hybrid basically where they had some computer animation some regular animation and then of course the live acting and they used that that they called it the backlit animation process which is what allowed them to get the effect that they were looking for um so just a little bit about Tron. I always like to give the like the, the specifics here. Released on July 9th, 1982, uh, about an hour and a half long. It had a budget of $17 million, which back in 1982, that's not anything to sneeze at by any means. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty big budget. <laughs> and it grossed $50 million. Uh, so it was considered, um, at the time, I believe it was considered a box off. I don't want to say it was flop, but they wrote off um a a chunk of it um of the budget because it wasn't uh it, it didn't it didn't do as well as they thought it was going to do well at the time um, you know it, it's one of those movies that right now you look at it and go gosh how is that movie not an, not a success what a cool idea but at the time that would have been a really weird concept like yeah. the 80s would have been a weird like wait you're going into the computer and that, that would have been strange if- I wonder if a lot of people like maybe, you know, you had Star Wars in 77, you know, this is five years. This is sci-fi. Maybe some people were a little bit of, you know, maybe they thought this was kind of like a Star Wars, you know, rip Knock off or something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. According to this, um, uh, released in almost 1100 theaters, um, grossed 4 million. It's opening weekend, 33 million in the United States and Canada, 17 million overseas. So grossing 50 million. It was Disney's highest grossing live action film in five years. The mil- the film made uh, $70 million in wholesale merchandise sales. But despite all that, it was seen as a financial disappointment and the studio wrote off some of its $17 million budget, which it just boggles my mind. And But when you look at like, it actually has, um, uh, uh, let's see here, where's it here? Um, Rotten Tomatoes. 72% rating based on reviews of 67 critics has a 6.4 out of 10, which I mean, in today's day and age, that's actually pretty good. Um, yeah. when you think about that. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, watching the original Tron, it is definitely a groundbreaking movie in terms of how it was filmed. But I, I think, you know, that like 72% area is a very good range for where this movie is. hundred percent. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't want to sit here and say that the original Tron is the greatest, no. greatest oh. movie ever. It, it's a cult classic. It's where I would put an Atlantis where like, I don't think Atlantis is the greatest movie ever, but it's much better than people are giving it credit for. And Tron fits perfectly into that cult classic. And I will say that when you look at the story of the original, um, you know, it, it deals with a lot of themes. I like, okay. I don't think the storyline of the original Tron could actually play today. And I say that because it has been played out multiple times. You know, guy gets fired from his job guy, um, you know, wants to prove that the, the head guy stole his work. I mean, even Free Guy, the movie that came out with Ryan Reynolds, kind of had some of those elements in it a little bit. I mean, yeah. it's almost like an updated version of Tron without the crazy, like, you know, neon effects, right? But really, if you look at the plot, you know, uh, Kevin Flynn, he worked for Incom. He wanted to prove that, um, you know, Dillinger had stolen his stuff. Um, 
and he, he he kept getting chased away inside the mainframe, and then Alan um, gets locked out, and then when it's brought to Dillinger's attention, he's like, oh yeah, that's intentional, but really it wasn't. Basically, this system called the Master Control Program, the NCP, is basically gaining all this virtual intelligence and, and, and becoming bigger and badder. I mean, how many times have we seen that play out with, you know, iRobot, The Matrix, Terminator, freaking God. Like, that's th- a that's common like a, thing right now in our really world is, is, oh no, technology takes over. <laughs> you know, now in fairness, I will never own an Alexa for that reason, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will never put an Alexa in my home. So yeah. Um, but, um, but so the idea is, okay, so then uh, Flynn gets to Incom, the MCP shoots him with his laser, he gets put onto the grid where all of the programs look like the users who were originally controlling them. Um, Clue in, in the original is actually a good guy uh, versus Clue in Legacy, which you know ends up being the villain. Um, but basically the idea is, is now they've got to figure out a way to get the MCP under control. They figure it out and things kind of return to normal. Dillinger gets, you know, uh, the evidence gets put out there that Dillinger did in fact steal Flynn's ideas. And then Flynn gets put in charge of income. So that's the plot. I mean, it's a basic plot. Um, I, I will say that, I mean, I don't know what your experience was going back to it after watching Legacy. I, you know, it's funny. Going to watch Legacy for the first time, I knew nothing about the series, right? It was just this new movie that I was going to watch. I don't know about you. So this is going to be hilarious, but I knew about it from Family Guy references and South Park references. (laughs) So like, like, because it has permeated culture, Um, I guess Kingdom Hearts as well, because there's a whole Tron Kingdom Hearts. Okay. Um, So like I, I, I had pieced it together through all this stuff. So I knew like the light cycle thing and how that worked and um, like other types of things like that. I knew the pop culture references of it. And then anytime I go back and watch a movie that's from, you know, the eighties, especially if it's touting a technological wonder, I know that I need to temper my expectations of technology. Like I, I just, I, I, I do not like when, we criticize movies for not being technologically great when Mm -hmm. the time that it was made, they didn't have access to the technology that we had today. Like when people watch a movie from the eighties and are like, Oh, this animated movie does not look as good as the animated movies now. Yeah. No, duh. (laughs) Of course. Frankly, when I was watching legacy last night, even legacy, the animation, the computer animation at the time in 2010 looked pretty awesome. But now you look at it and go, Ooh, like it, yeah. it doesn't fly nearly as much. I was watching um, frozen two the other day and still was blown away by the way, frozen, the, the, yeah. the way frozen two, that the way the water looked, it was all animated. Right. You take that to Tron legacy and go, Oh, okay. You're right. You can't, you can't apply the same standards right now. Okay, so Tron comes out. It it has this effect, considered a box office disappointment, but it it becomes kind of a, a cult classic, right? Walt Disney uh, waits twenty eight years and decides they're going to produce a sequel. They start kind of thinking through what this sequel is going to look like in two thousand and five. And they go hog wild in the promotion of this thing. I don't know oh if what gosh. you read, but they promoted it 
everywhere. I remember the promotion for this being. I do too. Huge. I actually went to go see the midnight premiere of it. Uh, Did you? Because I was in college and what else? It was near the end. It came out like near the end of a semester. So we had nothing else going on anyway. December, December 17th, 2010. Yeah. And the only reason why this movie has such a resonance to me when it comes to the advertising is that Nate and I took my first ever trip to Walt Disney World in August of 2010. And I still remember to this day being in Hollywood Studios and this giant like larger than life probably 10 story tall billboard in hollywood studios like promoting this movie yeah and and i remember i remember seeing that i didn't know anything about tron at the time and i think wikipedia did exist back then but it was like wasn't one of those things you went to all the time so i didn't really have a source to like go to to see the movie but nate had the movie um at home on vhs so nice after in, in December, after we went to go see the, um, you know, now that I think about it, now that I think about it, I actually think I'm wrong about what I said earlier. I think before we went to go see the movie in theater, he made me watch the VHS movie first. I do. <laughs> I love that it was and, on VHS. That's my favorite well, part. And I, it was, it was, it was horrible. <laughs> I just, I remember it was so grady. And mind you, he didn't have a flat screen. He had a tube TV at the time. Oh yeah. You could barely see anything. It was like the true 1980s experience watching wow. this thing. I think I fell asleep. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, I think I did. But then we went to go see Legacy and, and Legacy. Legacy. I think the thing that gets me with Legacy, man, is the music. Oh, Daft Punk does a great job oh. on the soundtrack. This soundtrack oh. is, you want to talk about an awesome soundtrack. Daft I downloaded it. I have oh, it yeah. on my phone. It's a phenomenal soundtrack. And it fits exactly what the world of Tron should be. Like yes. it's a, it's a perfect marriage of soundtrack and movie. And mm-hmm. and that was another thing I remember being big in the promotion. It was like songs by Daft Punk. Like that was that was a big thing that they wanted to promote. And yeah, I, I think that was the first thing that I did after I watched the movie. I was like, oh, I gotta go download yeah. this soundtrack and listen to it. I think one of the things that really intrigued me about the movie not having seen the original again you guys know how much of a sequel junkie i am right (laughs) i think the thing that intrigued me was that disney was playing no pun intended but into the legacy of not only the characters in the movie but the characters of the movie itself yeah like i that that first trailer i i remember when that trailer dropped and the music combined with what's hidden behind the Tron cabinet and, and like, it's been 28 years. And like, I knew nothing about the original. I had no connection to the original movie whatsoever, but I got swept up in the emotion. You know, Nate and I were having this conversation earlier today that there is a amazing art to these people who can create these trailers in the way they, like, they're not the same people who create the movies. They're a completely different artist altogether. And they can make you feel emotions with the way that they manipulate the music and the cuts and the different scenes and the way people say things and the way they slow down something or speed something up or even put a piece of dialogue that's not even in the final cut. Yeah, And that's what I think happened with this is that you get swept up into the emotion of this is something that was so monumental 28 years ago. I wasn't even born and here we get a chance to revisit it, you know? 
Yeah, well, and it's also in the... You know, we're in the day and age of, okay, what things from the 80s can we reboot, revamp, like, very much. I mean, the amount of stuff that, you know, the A-Team and all this other stuff that we got the modern versions for, this definitely got caught up into that. But I think what's cool about this is this this is one that I actually feel like, I I just referenced the A-Team, I don't really feel like we needed an A-Team movie. Mm -hmm. Like, didn't really feel like we need to update that. This is a movie that now you could go, okay, I know what they wanted to do mm-hmm. in the 80s, but just couldn't. Now yes. it is 28 years later. Mm-hmm. Look what we can do. And and I mean, it's it's the light cycle scene. That light cycle scene in the original Tron is very cool. But then you juxtapose that with the new one and you're like, oh man, this is just so much more exciting because of just, they can do more. It's nothing against the people in the eighties. Just no, they have more technology. Absolutely. Well, and we've talked about the remakes and reboots on the show. And there have been some that have been good. There are others that you shake your head and you just write them off into the dustbin. Right. This is not really even a reboot. Like it is, but it's a continuation of the story. Like when you look at the original story, there's a lot of the same beats as this story. Absolutely. But it also continues the story. It, it continues it along and it continue, you know, we talk about the fact that there's a lot of world building in this franchise. This just continues to build that world into, into something more. Now, I do want to go down a little bit of a rabbit hole because I have questions. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. I, I may so, not be able to answer them. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> I just, I, there are some questions. So, you know, in the original movie, you know, you, they enter the grid, which is the mainframe of this office, this this company, Incom. The internet, while it existed, did it doesn't exist in the form of what we think of the internet right now in the 1980s. So we can think and assume that this server that they were on was probably not connected to anything other than its own network. Right. True. Then we get to 2010. And again, Sam goes onto the grid that was from 28 year or 20, um, 21 years prior, basically. Um, Cause he disappeared seven years after becoming CEO. So basically he comes onto this grid that this, this mainframe or this computer system that would have probably been from like 1989-ish or so. Again, probably not connected to the internet yet. Boom, 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 so, boom. So what the hell was that? That was the uh, internet noise of connecting in the 1990s. <laughs> what Matt doesn't know is that he's officially gone off the deep end. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Andy, are you trying to make the screeching noise of the 1990s? The the like, because yeah, you had like that 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 like octave jump of the boom 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 boom. When you tried to connect to the internet and you couldn't like you couldn't be on for long because then people couldn't call you. You're talking the, the the screeching noise. Yeah, and then it had that in it. <laughs> Okay, okay, you're, I'm, okay. I'm editing I'm this so, episode, and I'm going to this episode. So I, I better have you better put this in there. This I'm is the twenty this in there. Twenty-three minute mark. You write that down. I'm, I'm he- finding this.
I had to oh find my. this is this is another tangent, but um, Chris accidentally um, decided to say this stuff slaps on except he didn't use the word stuff on our last episode and so i had to uh i i edited in a turkey gobble because we were talking about <laughs> thanksgiving so it's chris saying this go, 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 slaps. <laughs> it's really funny it's our newest episode of discontinued on display really just go and listen i think it's just at like the 10 or 15 minute mark you can just listen up to that and then stop but... here you go gobble gobble again <laughs> it reminds me okay do you have jewel oscals over by you oh yeah oh yeah okay okay so they do that they do the turkey fundraising every year right have you ever been to a Jewel Osco? They'll ask you around Thanksgiving, do you want to donate a dollar for, for whatever to donate a turkey to a family? If you, if you donate a dollar, if you donate a dollar, they get out of the intercom and go, gobble, gobble. <laughs> so all during your shopping trip, all you hear them doing, you just hear gobble, 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 gobble. <laughs> So what you're saying is Jewel Osco should hire me to be to just go on the internet. Go, 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 Just while you're shopping. For those of you that have no idea what we're talking about, Jewel Osco is an Illinois-based grocery store. It's a grocery store. It's a grocery store here in Illinois. Gobble, gobble. Okay. Wow. I don't know about the rest of you, but I needed every second of that. I'm not going to lie. What were we talking about? <laughs> uh, okay. I think I was talking about the grid that Sam enters now that oh, really yes, was yes, like 1989. Yes. And then we got off on the internet tangent. Yes, okay. Yes, yes. Okay. I'm in. <laughs> All right. My question is, okay, there's this grid that he's on. It's not connected to the internet, so it's self-contained. Are there other grids out there? Like, is it just this grid? If this grid got connected to the internet, could it be something? He ends up at the end of the movie taking a thumb drive and basically saving the grid on this thumb drive. So now, are they copies on this thumb drive? Like, there's a lot of questions there. And maybe that's where they were probably thinking about going with this next movie. And I know that the um, Aquora is an ISO and, and that she's supposed to help with all these questions about sickness and things like that. But it just, it makes me wonder because where the original movie was in 1982 is a far cry from where we are in 2010, when this movie comes out in terms of the internet. And honestly, 2010, this was right before the break of like the right before like Twitter, Facebook, all those things really kind of made their, the social media part became made the internet what it is now today versus even what it was in 2010. So it's going to be really interesting to see if they do do this third movie, how the internet plays into this. Cause a lot of these movies from back in the day, like the net, you know, back in the 1990s got it so wrong. In terms of what it looks like, I still a fun movie to look at and laugh at, but they got it so wrong. You know, Terminator. You know, I don't want to say they got it wrong because things, a lot of things, are kind of similar like that. Even the Matrix, to some degree, is very different. I don't know if you've watched the new Matrix movie that came out. I haven't seen years ago. It's actually pretty good how they were able to kind of retcon into that a little bit. What what the internet is today. 
Um, it's, but it's even hard. it's hard to create movies that are that are using a technology that you have now, and then that technology completely overhauls in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, it's kind of like what happened with Wreck It Ralph, and then Ralph breaks the internet. Like Wreck It Ralph was this self-contained you know, video game kind of network. It didn't get out into the internet and then the internet came and it became a bigger thing and they did a really good job leaning into that. It's just going to be interesting to me how, how they could do that with a sequel to legacy. Yeah. Cause I, I, I think your question of, are there other mainframes and everything? And like, I think the answer is probably is yeah. And that would be something to explore of like when mm-hmm. all of these things come together. Cause now any mainframe is hooked up to the cloud. And yep. so you know, they're, everything is interconnected and I, they're going to have to reference that if they do that at some point. Or, I mean, you could argue that maybe they take it in a direction of, no, this company has insanely secure servers that are not connected to this. And the only like it, it's just its own thing. And just trust us. You could do that. But I, I think probably from a plot perspective, it's probably more interesting if you bring in the widening scope of the Internet. Well, and and I mean, I, I want to be clear, like this movie does reference the Internet when they put the new software out there. Um, but this particular grid, because it was built in 89 and otherwise just sat there untouched for 21 years, basically, um, it, it didn't have any network connection. Although I got, it is kind of funny to see like that, that, that computer, those old computers from the eighties, it would not surprise me to watch a computer sit there from the 1980s and just sit there and still be functioning 21. Oh years yeah. Later. They were made to last man. I think my father-in-law still has mm. like an early eighties computer and yep. was talking about it. And he's like, yeah, it works. Let's go fire it up. And it, it was, it was very funny that it's still, yeah. I mean, now granted, you know, we use our computers much more heavily oh, than yeah. what they did. So, I mean, just wear and tear. Doing but... what we're doing right now, even being able to video chat from miles away, record simultaneously while we've got other stuff pulled up. We got our phones in our hand, like a totally different world we're in now versus where we would have been, you know, back then. Yeah. So I feel like we got to transition now. I, let me, let me talk about kind of, in the app games that I've played, mm-hmm. Tron always has, has a, a place yeah. in them. Yeah. So um, I'm not currently playing any of them. I, I found, um, you know, I got busy with my new job and, and you know what, and, and mostly with those free to play app games, when it starts becoming more of a job, I'm like, okay, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm out on this. Well, I do want to say real quick that there was also a, a, an animated series that came oh, out. Yeah. So, so the animated series came out, came out about two years after legacy, but it was meant to take place between the first and the second movies and kind of bridge that gap about what happened in the grid itself. Um, it only lasted for a, it's weird that I'm talking about an animated series and you're not what's up. I know I forgot about (laughs) this, but, um, here's the, here's the synopsis. Beck is a young program who becomes the leader of a revolution inside the computer world of the grid against the villainous clue and his henchmen. A mechanic, he is trained by Tron, the greatest warrior the grid has ever known. Tron not only trains back in the fighting and light cycle cycle skills to challenge brutal military occupation of the city of Argon, but also guides and mentors him to grow beyond his useful, impulsive nature into a courageous and powerful leader. 
Beck adopts Tron's persona and becomes the enemy of General Tesler and his oppressive forces. And you know who voices Beck, by the way? It is Elijah Wood. It is Elijah Wood. In fact, this thing has got a... um, a pretty good, uh, a good couple of um, uh, voice artists. Elijah Wood voices Beck. Bruce, uh, Bruce Boxelliner, Boxelner, uh, who voices Tron, and he's actually the original voice of, or he's the original character or actor who played Tron. Mandy Moore voices Mara. Yeah. Um, and you got Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman, who voices Pavel. Uh, so yeah, you've got quite the, um, quite the. Uh, 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 you know, lineup. Even John Glover's in this. Yeah, uh, David Arquette's in this. Donald Faison's in it. Paul Shear, Kate mm-hmm. Mara, Aaron Paul is in yeah. this. So I mean, yeah, so, this, this, yeah, yeah. It's meant to. It's meant to kind of bridge the gap between between the original movie and legacy. So, but yeah, to your point, Disney has never really let off the gas pedal with this. They they really have tried to infuse. Even Disney Infinity, I believe, had. Yeah, some type of Tron reference, and like you said, um, Kingdom Hearts had it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it definitely, it's it definitely is a staple that Disney is trying to keep alive. It's not necessarily always the featured thing in the game, but it is. They are always playable characters. Anytime that something was in there, like an, an app game comes out, it's like here's all the starter characters, and some of them are Tron characters. Well, and you know how you know Disney is trying to keep it alive? They build theme park rides. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> theme parks. And, and they created over in, um, I believe it's in China. Yeah, it's yeah, in Shanghai. Shanghai. So uh, uh, Shanghai Disneyland, the Tron light cycle run. Uh, I think part of that is because Tron is so uh, such a massive hit over in China. And they're bringing it to Walt Disney World. Now, I believe the last update I heard is we probably won't see it until 2045, but... Uh... <laughs> it has, no. for, for a ride that is a carbon copy, like, like yes. this is not something they had to dream up anything. It is a carbon copy. And I know there's a pandemic in the middle of that, no. and that was all there's weird. No there's, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. I don't understand why it's taking there is this no, There is no excuse for why this ride has taken as long as it has. They wanted it done in time for the 50th anniversary. They could have had it done in time for the 50th anniversary. The pandemic is not an excuse. The pandemic, if anything, should have been enough to make the, the production go faster to get it over. Because you didn't have guests around. You didn't have guests. <laughs> I think that's the biggest problem is that Magic Kingdom is the most visited theme park in the world. They've got all these guests around. Like, what in the heck, Disney? Why is it taking this long to get this ride up and running? They're projecting next spring. I, I, I would be shocked. I, I, I guarantee you. I, I, in my mind, it's fall. I don't think we're going to see it till fall next year. I really don't. Yeah. I mean, I know they're I'll, doing I'll, some testing of it, but dang. Yeah. But, and, and, and again, I could understand it a little bit more if it was brand new concept. Yeah. But the fact that you're like schematically, everything is there. It's all done. <laughs> you just but have to is, build it. This is par for the course with Disney, though, man. Like they are. Universal can announce something and get it done like this. Well, like what? I, Super I, Nintendo World opens next spring. That's a yeah, whole uh, theme park. One for Hollywood. Yes, the yeah. one for Hollywood. It's not a whole theme park. It's it's just it's being added on at Universal Studios. Still, Hollywood. like that's multiple Epic, rides. Epic Universe is due to arrive in 2025. Yeah, we are two years in counting for a whole theme park in Universal Orlando. 
Disney, look out, man. I, I, I can't, as a seller of travel and a seller of, of Walt Disney World vacations and having been down there and they've got some great stuff, but Disney, you are being outproduced and you are being outdone by your competitor down the street. They are not just the little brother down the street anymore. They have, they will have four theme parks, four, four. Their hotels are less expensive than your hotels. Well, and I don't, have you seen any of the videos from um, Super Mario or Super Nintendo Land oh, from Japan. I watched a whole hour and a half of the one walkthrough. I was amazed. It's... I wanted to eat the food they were showing me. The little... Oh my gosh. Like, it is absolutely bonkers it how is. they transplant you into that world. It is. It, the way you go through a warp pipe, yep. and then suddenly you're in the Mushroom Kingdom. Yep. Like, that is... While Mickey Mouse in the world of Disney in a lot of ways is one of the most recognizable brands in the world, I would argue that a close second, if not on parallel, is the Super Mario universe. I would agree with that. And the way that Nintendo the way that Nintendo over the course of the last 15 to 20 years has transformed what was Super Mario Brothers from this like kind of a it's more of, I don't want to say it was an adult-oriented plumber, but it, it, the images weren't as smooth. They weren't as caricatured. Like, they have really turned it into this franchise where it's consistent. Now you can buy Lego Super Mario Brothers. You can, hell, heck, I just, um, I have it over here. I, I don't know where it's at. Um, I have, I buy the little action figures when I get them. I got a raccoon Mario one. Oh, I, yeah, the yeah, Tanuki! I mean, <laughs> I've got the Tanuki Mario. I've got, um, where is it? I have it around here somewhere. Well, and oh, they've yeah. got a movie coming out, too. Like the yeah, anime have you movie's seen coming out. For the that? trailer oh is. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, I know I, I, outside of the like Chris Pratt voicing Mario, which people are upset about for some reason. I don't, I don't understand. Anyway, well, people are upset with Chris Pratt. Apparently, he's he's not exactly the nicest person. But I'm not going to well, get into that right whatever. now. Whatever. So. Uh, that's we don't need to get into that now. Um, it, it's um, it, it that brand is it, it is Disney rivaling. Like, I mean, I, I would say that Mickey Mouse and Mario are a similar popularity and scope of our world. Mm -hmm. Like, if you walk up to any kid worldwide and show a picture of Mickey Mouse, they probably can identify it. And same thing with Mario. 100%. 100%. Absolutely. Um, so so anyway. back to Tron. Yes, back to <laughs> Tron. Uh, <laughs> um, any other thoughts on the Tron franchise uh, other than what we've talked about already? I mean, one thing I love, I don't just mention in the ride because I've watched the ride through obviously in Shanghai. I love that it's a light cycle. And then I love how they use mirrors and changing the color of the light cycle to make it look like you're coming up against another light cycle when it's just a reflection of you in a mirror. Oh, I haven't, I haven't watched any ride through, so I don't know anything about oh, that. Oh, sorry. Have spoiler. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, I've not, I, I really do need to watch a ride through video of it to check it out, but I've not done that yet. Yeah. So they, they use this really cool where, so it feels like you're with other light cycles. They use your reflection and change the color to that's orange. Cool. So it feels, Oh no, we're about to, you know, get, get, we're about to run into this person. Oh my gosh. It, it's a really cool effect. And that's awesome. It fits, and from a, from a theming perspective, it fits perfectly in Tomorrowland. It's exactly what Tomorrowland needs. It Agreed. needs another e-ticket ride. Um, cause there's really not an e-ticket ride there. I mean, I guess you could argue, uh, space sorry, mountain. Space, mountain. Side space mountain, uh, 
I mean, the the cars like the cars aren't an e-ticket ride. No, like, Space Mountain, Space Mountain's your e-ticket ride. Everything else is more. I mean, Carousel Progress is Legacy. Astro Orbiter is more of a kids ride. Although I mean, I've still never ridden it before. I've never um, ridden that either. <laughs> you know. The cars, I've never had an interest because I drive for, you know, drive every I was, day. So I was going to say, I yeah. drive Ooh. every day. <laughs> well, this is, this is going to add another coaster. I mean, when you, when you think about this, now you're going to have Space Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, um, and, and Tron Light Cycle Run as roller coasters. Technically, you could even add Goofy's Barnstober as kind of like a junior roller coaster. So there, it, it's going to give Magic Kingdom, I think the thing that Magic Kingdom has really missed and lacked in in recent years or just over its lifespan is the the thrill ride there's really not other than space mountain there's not a lot of thrill rides at magic kingdom this is going to give us a thrill ride uh something that i think is going to be really nice and then of course you know they're talking about this idea of expanding fantasy land potentially past big thunder you know what could that entail for us you know could we get another thrill ride back there at some point yeah i mean the 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 kind of stuff they're talking about is interesting um yeah. but that's one of those you know, it was exciting to hear them talk about, you know, hey, we're looking at expanding this. But that's also one of those. All right. I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> exactly. Like it's you're giving us some blue sky concept. That's about it. So, yeah, which is cool. I love the blue yeah. sky. concept. Oh, yeah. I love yeah, that yeah, they're yeah. thinking about it. But yeah, yeah. Right. No, I, I, uh, I, I'm excited that the Tron franchise is one that I, I don't think I'm ever going to be a super fan of. But I'm always going to go see a movie, a Tron movie when it comes out. Yeah, I can't say I'm a super fan of it, but I'm definitely a fan of it. Excuse my yawn, everybody. My goodness, 8.30 <laughs> at night and I'm yawning. You get an extra hour of sleep tonight. We're we doing do this on get an extra hour of sleep, Eve. yeah. Worst of course, day that, means, have... that also means that, you know, at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, it's going to be dark now, but, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, this but, side of the central time zone stinks. <laughs> it really, we're so, I'm, we're like, we're right on the edge where, where Eastern meets, meet, meets central. So it, we get dark really fast. But. Yeah. I'm, I'm very happy that we're, the bank that I work at, um, lot of natural light. And so I'll still get kind of daylight. Your, your vitamin D. <laughs> yeah. Instead of going to work in the dark, going inside and then coming out and having it being dark. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, um, it's just about closing time. Um, just to give you all a heads up, we, we did plan out the remainder of the year, which is Woo! really exciting. So next week, um, you're going to get some more of me talking about the parks, but that's because I'm actually going on that VIP trip um, that was canceled back during uh, when Hurricane Ian hit. So I'm going to get a chance to talk about that and how that went and maybe oh, a little bit about the, the backstage areas and stuff. So I'm really excited there. So I've got a whirlwind day and a half down at the world here. And after that, I probably won't have another trip for a little while. So uh, maybe, <laughs> Matt, maybe Matt will actually get a trip down there before I get the next one, which, it, which will it, be exciting. So it's something's brewing. Uh, nothing's official, <laughs> but something's brewing. <laughs> um, so we'll be doing that. Um, I do want to, uh, we had a listener who reached out to us who was curious about a, an old short um, back from the 1950s called the uh, the sh- the sheepest the, the, the little 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 sheep- the sheepish lion the she- little sheepish lion um, so we're gonna do actually we're gonna broaden it because it's kind of hard to do just one episode on that it's a really short episode we're gonna broaden we're gonna do an episode in a couple weeks on um, Disney shorts and the history of Disney shorts and some of the ones that are out there Pixar just kind of all of those that is one of the things that Disney is known for is their their shorter quicker um, 
uh, short. So that'll be fun. We got some holiday episodes planned. We're going to review the Santa Clauses, yeah. uh, which I'm really excited about. Uh, Mickey Saves Christmas, which is a new claymation. The Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Christmas special. We got Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, which just looks phenomenal. Um, and just a heads up, while it is still a little bit away, we are going to end up taking uh, two weeks off during the Christmas and New Year's period there. So there won't be an episode on the 27th of December or the 3rd of January, respectively, yeah. as we will be enjoying our time with the family. So that exactly, happened last yeah. year, too, I think. So, yeah, we do that. Like, that's that's par for the course. Like we, yeah. we take the holiday off. So. Sorry, you know we all we all know you love our voices and you want to hear us, so or you want to hear Matt gobble gobble. <laughs> you know what? I think that's got to become part of our new opening. I'm not gonna lie, that is great. That is oh, fantabulous. Man. Anyway, we have, to, uh, we have to do more turkey based episodes or Disney hire me to be the official turkey gobbler of, <laughs> of your movies. <laughs> Well, it is closing time. Matt, how do they get a hold of us, my friend? You can email us, beersandears1928 at gmail.com, Facebook group Beers and Ears Podcast, Twitter and Instagram at beersandears1928. Check out Sorcerer Network. Um, my plan during that two-week break is to do some maintenance on the site, and I, I've got some I've, I've got some ideas of how it's going to work, especially because I, I started writing with this new sports site and how they have it set up in WordPress. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. OK, here we go. So I just need the time to, you know, put it down. And and I think I'm going to be a little more relaxed over the holidays. But we'll see if I can get to it before that. Um, but definitely check that out. Uh, you can check out all of our episodes there. Again, Casey has has organized them by theme. So depending on what you're looking category, that's what that's the better word for it. So whatever you're looking for there, you can check that out. As always, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Five stars, five stars. And um, give a shout out to Discontinued on on Display. We just started our Discontinued Holiday season. So we did a Halloween one. We got two Thanksgiving ones. Again, you can hear the, you know, that slaps. (laughs) Uh, <sighs> which is a fantastic moment in discontinued on display history. And then we've got some fun uh, Christmas around the world episodes and discontinued foods. And it's, it's, it's kind of an off the wall season on well, holiday. Basically, stuff. You've got five seasons going now. So just everyone knows you got season one, discontinued food, season two, discontinued toys, season three, discontinued TV shows, season four, themed experiences. And now season five, which is kind of like a holiday type theme, discontinued holiday traditions i've never heard of halloween turnips so interesting yeah that's what we used to carve before pumpkins was turnips really interesting terrifying they're Turn terrifying for what no no <laughs> no is oh, that not turn oh. no it's turned down for what yeah, it's turned uh, down <laughs> uh, uh, i enjoyed that. the pun though yes uh. turn up for what okay yeah uh, gobble 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 <laughs> Oh, Matt. Oh, yeah. Matt. Matt's gestating wildly right there with his hands. You there betcha. Right there. Anyway, uh, the, <laughs> the bartender's going, what are you guys doing? <laughs> uh, you can also, real quick, don't forget to look me up. Um, on SourceFromNetwork.com, you can find the initial interest form for planning your trip. Or just go to Facebook.com slash MagicalCasey, and you can find it there as well. Um, okay, let's raise our glasses. This Matt's episode has... I- I, I, I ran down here to put kids to bed. I didn't grab a drink. No worries. <laughs> this episode has been on us. We'll see you again soon. Bye, everyone.
Thank you for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast.